Well, mo- motivation is not the right word. This is one of my one of my things. So, you know, motivation will last you. It gets you started. That's what made me begin and lose that four grand. But after that, and what separates me and other entrepreneurs from the rest is that you don't just go, oh, I didn't work, I'm moving on. You know, you, you get your head down, you get some grit, and you understand that, okay, you know, if I want to make this work, I've seen the numbers. The numbers are there. I've just got to make them work in my favour this time. You're listening to The Hustlers, the podcast aiming to inspire and educate young people about business and entrepreneurship. My name is Chatin and I'm a young business enthusiast. I'll be sitting down with young entrepreneurs to talk about their journey, the lessons they have learned and how they got started. What's up everyone, this is Chats and welcome back to the fourth episode of The Hustlers and today I'm super excited because I'm joined by a six-figure Amazon seller. His TikToks has got me very interested in selling on Amazon and so today I cannot wait to start talking and know more about Amazon FBA and the reason why I admire this person the most and a lot is because he's a person who decided to jump straight right into it rather than perfecting everything before taking any actions. Most people try and read books, try and take courses, and they never actually take actions. Whereas the person who I'm about to speak with has done all of it by themselves. Like he's the guy who has done everything from A to Z by himself. So that's the reason why I admire him a lot. So make sure you guys stick around till the end, because like always, I'll be playing a quick would you rather round and a rapid fire round. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can always find the timestamps in the description box below. So if you feel like skipping bits and bobs, you're free to do that. So now enough of me talking and please, Help me. Welcome, Jack Dams, a.k.a. Jack's Amazon Clubs. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, mate. It's much appreciated. Absolute pleasure. First of all, I just want to know, like, because I've been following you on TikTok for now more than a month, and all your content is just so on point. Like, you share so much value in each and every video of yours. Like, it's just amazing. Like, how, how long have you been doing TikTok for now? Uh, I think it's two and a half months. I think I started halfway through lockdown. Oh, wow. So yeah, I got pretty bored. So I thought I'd try something there. <laughs> so talking about lockdown, um, has lockdown... Okay, before I talk about that, could you just tell the listeners right now, what is Amazon FBA? Because today we're mostly going to talk about Amazon FBA. So people who, sure. if you're listening, just listen to what Amazon FBA is so you guys will know what exactly we're talking about throughout this whole podcast. Yeah, so Amazon FBA is essentially using Amazon's logistics system and Amazon's business model to make yourself some money, basically. Um, Essentially, what you do is you get products, you send them off to Amazon. Amazon then fulfill your customer service. They send the products to customers and help them out if they need returns or anything like that. Um, The best thing about this business is that you can have thousands of products in inventory at any one time, but you don't need a warehouse, you don't need a van, you don't need staff members. It's it's truly amazing. You know, it's a... you know, low, low barriers to entry. Um, and it's, it's a highly scalable business and very hard work, but it's, it's something else. It's really amazing. Okay. So people that's simply Amazon FBA. Uh, I, I have actually in back in about when I was 16 or 17, I did look into Amazon FBA. That's the reason why I was so excited to talk about Amazon FBA today. And, um, during this lockdown, has it affected anything like, in, is, has it, has the sales gone up or has the sales gone down? Uh, business has been good, very good. Yeah, so I've seen an increase of about 20 30% in sales, which is unbelievable. Business has grown. Um, switched my buying a bit to um, needs rather than wants, um, because obviously, you know, everything you know going on with the shops and the queues and the lack of you know, uh, essential goods 
Um, I thought, you know, source those, sell those at good prices and, you know, the, the business just grew. Okay. So yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been amazing. When, when, when did you start um, Amazon FBA? Because you're, how old are you, by the way, if, if you don't mind? 19. 19, yeah. You're 19? Not, yeah, 19 years old. I oh, am, yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm 20. So, damn. <laughs> Cool. Um, so when did I start? Um, I started in April last year. For the first three, four months, it was more of a, a hobby experience rather than anything else. Yeah, it was a learning experience. I was going, you know, I finished college in April, um, went to try a full-time job out, didn't really enjoy it much. Um, it was there for about a week and a half. So I decided to go into something myself. Uh, but what I did first was had some fun, went on holidays, you know, enjoyed myself a little bit. Um, I was still at Tesco at this time. Um, but I thought, you know, Amazon FBA looked cool. Let me have a look into it. What can it do? Um, first month didn't do much, you know, a couple of hundred pounds. It was nice. Second month did about, you know, 3,000, 4,000 pounds. That's what I was thinking like, wow, you know, it's, you know there's, there's possibilities here. You know, nothing special. The profit margins weren't great. Um, but I could see the possibility and the numbers were there to be made, you know. Um, so what I did was I scaled it up. Um, I started pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And then it got to a case around, probably say September where, you know, I'd walk into Tesco in the morning, you know, from eight o'clock till midday and, uh, you know, I'd be making nine pound an hour and, you know, I open my phone after my two hours of work, you know, on my break and I check my Amazon sales and I've made about four times what I'd make in that day of work on Amazon in, in a couple of hours, you know, and, and that's when I sat back to myself, I thought, you know, goodbye Tesco, you know, and then Definitely. kind of took the leap, took the leap in September um, and haven't looked back since. Wow. Wow. I mean, you can already see like most people would give up in your position because as you said, for the first few months, you were, you didn't. And I think most people fail in Amazon FBA is because of those first three months. I think those are the yeah, months which you need to start learning because obviously no businesses can start instantly start making sales in within first three months. And how much money did you get started with? Because obviously you were, when you started, you probably were 18 then I would say, were you? um yeah 18 yeah yeah i was 18 just turned 18 yeah um so i started with about four thousand pounds and mm -hmm. lost all of it every penny every single penny yeah i made a few stupid purchases um that are still sat in the amazon warehouse to this day um but to be honest with you it's probably the best four thousand pounds i've ever lost ever you know i wouldn't yeah. change it for the world to be honest with you um but yeah so that's how much i started with got back into it with a couple of thousand fifteen hundred pounds found a winning product tripled that and then it's going on and going on and going on it's just a cycle really wow wow and um you said you straight started after college so you didn't go university right no so i had a year booked out so obviously i did a gap year, gap year. i was meant to be going to the university of law in september this year uh, okay. but i'm obviously not going now <laughs> not anymore so, not anymore you you nah. I'm, I'm a university student and i think after listening to your story a little bit only I think yeah, definitely is the best choice you're gonna make. Um, and you're doing FBA, but have you ever tried drop shipping? On like, uh, I've never tried it. To be honest with you, I don't have too much of a, an opinion on it. I mean, people, you know, there's guys making money on drop shipping out there. It's brilliant, you know, and I've seen that. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, you know, a lot of people come to me. Oh, what do you think, Shopify or FBA? And I say to them, right, do you want to sell on a shop with over a hundred million customers, or do you want to sell on a shop with no customers? Okay, take your choice. And when they say they want to sell them a shop and that's how that's Amazon, you know, Shopify, you've got to start up your own store, the, you know, the startup costs, they say it's little, but you've got to do the you know, advertising. I don't know too much about it, but 
you know, and obviously I'm going to be quite biased because Amazon's treated me very well. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, no, big up to the guys doing Shopify out there, you know, and the dropshipping, they, the guys doing well. But for me, yeah, Amazon FBA all the way. I was just going to ask uh, why FBA over dropshipping, but that just answered my whole question. But in FBA, don't you have to advertise any products? Like I'm just asking as well, because you and I will get to know. Yeah, so yes and no. So I do, there's two ways of selling. Um, arbitrage, so buy, essentially buying and selling known brands. Um, and then you've got private label. Private label, you do have to advertise. Um, sometimes, uh, I'd say 90% of the time, you have to advertise because your product's a new product, a new listing, and you've just got to get it out there and show people make a loss but obviously you know get that ranking up uh, arbitrage no because what i do is i find products that are already selling amazing so you know i look at a product and i go right that's selling twenty five thousand pounds a month worth i then go to suppliers manufacturers talk to them find out the minimum order quantities and um, the minimum order numbers and kind of negotiate with them to find the products and you do that and the money's made because that product is already selling you just need to accommodate it okay and um, talking about products as well, can you can you start selling any products or there are some, like can you white label, white label, I think that's the right term. Do you, Can you just yeah. do that to any products and then start selling or there are some legislations? No, there's there's restrictions as with everything. Um, things like baby products, they okay. Amazon are very careful about because what you'd have, you'd have Chinese sellers who obviously make everything cheap, but what they'll do, they'll come in with a product that's not, in their country, it's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's approved, whatever. But in the UK, obviously, we've got much stricter health and safety laws and whatever. Um, and they don't quite meet the, the certificate um, essentials. So that's, uh, so yeah, there's, there's things like that. You know, if you're putting it in your mouth, you're probably going to have to get approval for it. Um, okay. You know, Amazon are very careful with that because they, yeah, they have part liability as well. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, it does make sense because obviously you're, you're doing products for kids and that's like one of the main things Amazon has to look out for. But... Absolutely. I just want to go back when we started. You said you lost about four four thousand pounds. What what kept you motivated to go keep going? Because as I said, most people will give up even after losing hundred pounds. You kept going even after losing four thousand. That's a lot of money. Well, mo- motivation is not the right word. This is one of my one of my things. So you know, motivation will last you. It gets you started. That's what made me begin and lose that four grand. But after that, and what separates me and other entrepreneurs from the rest is that. You don't just go, oh, I didn't work. I'm moving on. You know, you, you get your head down, you get some grit and you understand that, okay, you know, if I want to make this work, I've seen the numbers, the numbers are there. I've just got to make them work in my favor this time. So it's a case of, okay, it didn't go right this time, but you know, if I give up, I'm going back to Tesco or I'm staying at Tesco. And that was not, no, that was not the dream, you know, at all. And neither was university. And like my, my goals massively exceeded my situation. So I had no other choice than to make it work. I mean, this, this specific piece of advice with which, which Jack just said, I think if, if you guys can take out anything from this whole podcast, I think it will be this small piece of advice because I always believe in like motivation is temporary. Once motivation is gone, what do you do? It's hard work, which takes over. So I think Absolutely. this thing which Jack just said, it's just amazing. And throughout this part, obviously no motivation, but what was the hardest part you think was when in the start? What was the hardest part? It's quite, Amazon's quite daunting. It's not the same as just eBay or Facebook Marketplace where you just put a, put a product up for sale, you know. Um, as I was breaking through the market and getting big, you have competitors who are, you know, I've got competitors who are selling, you know, 10, 20, 30 million pounds a year on Amazon, you know, and they've got bigger buying power and stuff like that. So it's quite a daunting world to go into. But for me, it's been a massive learning curve because there's me, I'm thinking, oh, great, you know, I'm starting to make some money and it's cool, it's going in my pocket. And truthfully, I did two years of double business at college and it took me 
absolutely nothing about what was actually involved, what the taxes were involved, what I need to be keeping, you know, keep invoices on a regular basis. It's just the, the red tape is so important. You know, it's, a, it's do or die for the business and, and putting that tax money aside as well, you know, super, super important. So that was, that was the hardest thing for me in fairness, the understanding that it wasn't all my money because it comes in, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just not yours. Yeah. So, so that was tough that was tough it's a lot of learning you know for someone young to take in yeah definitely um, and uh, talking about learning as well is there any mm-hmm. sorry for cutting you out there but is there anything you would um, any mistakes you made which you would like if someone does start they can avoid those mistakes like yeah just because you think it will sell does not mean it will sell okay. and just because it's cheap doesn't mean you're going to make money on it yeah uh, I got tripped up on that a few times it was yeah, a bit annoying. Um, I think my first ever product I could tell people because it's not nothing particular that I, they want to steal, but it was um, T-shirts, uh, French light-up T-shirts, and they had a French crest there, and you press a little button and they start flashing. Okay. And I bought them for about, was it 50p each? But I bought a good 2,000 of them, or 1,000 of them, or a, very, a lot of these T-shirts. And they still sat there, every single one, to this day. Um, and I thought just because it was cheap and just because it was cool and a gimmick, it would sell, it but sell. it really doesn't. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what's in trend. It, it really doesn't. It's just if it is selling, it's selling. If it's not, it's not. And that's and that's the brutal reality of it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, is there is there any specific categories which you shouldn't be looking into as a beginner or anything like that? Yeah. Forget clothing, alcohol. It's just too much. I don't think yeah. many people do clothes shopping on Amazon anyway. So yeah, it's, it's that's a tough world. I tried it out for a little bit, didn't go that well. <laughs> and um, just in terms of sourcing the actual products. I'm assuming the most common one is AliExpress because I mean, sorry, Alibaba. That's the one which yeah. allows you to do wholesales. So yeah, well, well, so no, so Alibaba is more private label stuff. So it's okay. more of a case of right. If I want to start manufacturing uh, whatever it is, um, if I want to start manufacturing a pillow, um, you get in touch with uh, manufacturers in China, get them to make it for you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The wholesale side of things, I mainly use the UK because you know you can buy branded stuff on Alibaba, but nine times out of ten it's actually like fake you know what i mean so it's yeah, yeah it's risky but that's more for private label stuff when you buy generic stuff get them to put your logo on it package it and ship it to you that's that's more what alibaba's for okay that makes sense because I, I i i mean i because i've never started into actual like drop shipping or fba the only mm-hmm. um wholesaler i know is probably alibaba i think I, yeah yeah might be there, there might be many is there any specific ones which are locally like are there any good um wholesalers based in the uk actually that's i really want to know that costco are the best to be fair but costco they, are very good but would they sell i mean they would sell the yeah, wholesale products but they don't sell like at that cheap price would they they wouldn't because when no, i go to costco i see products like let's say for example coca-cola yeah one bottle of coke in a normal store is for one pound i go to costco six bottles are for like six or seven pounds and i'm like from which angle am I getting more discount at Costco? So I don't know. Yeah, there's some things. It's, it's again, this is the thing. It's not. It's not easy. You know, you, I could you could send a random person into Costco and say find something to make profit on Amazon, and they won't. I'll go in and I will because it's the processes you learn, the fees you can understand, and just by looking at products, you know if it's going to be profitable at the margins you can see from face value. You know, if it's selling for ten pound um, and you're buying it for five pound, doesn't particularly mean it's profitable because um, if it's a big product or whatever. So, so I say Costco is the best. There is definitely deals to be had there. I mean, you know, the average watch, if you're watching this, you know, if you walk into Costco and spend five hours in there, you could find two different products that are making £1,000 a month. 
and that is that's doable. You can do that. Maybe ones that I've missed out on, but every time I go in there, it's just my mindset. I, I don't leave until I found something, and lo and behold, I do. So, yeah. What What do you think makes a good product to sell? Like, what, what's a good product? What people are looking for? <sighs> no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the best answer to that one. Um, in regards to Amazon, it's just stuff that's already selling, you know. That makes sense. So it's not as if, you if, you're, if, you're talking, if you're talking private label, if you're talking private label, then it's a case of you know finding new trendy products. Like when fidget spinners came out, it'll be making your own fidget spinners, stuff like that. That's that's the that's the trend you follow with that. Um, but other than that, good products are things that people have to have. You know, the fads are cool, the fidget spinners are cool, they last a little while, but not many people are buying them these days because you know, you've got You've got the they just run out of you know they run out of enjoyment people stop it but when you've got stuff like orthopedic stuff like back massages and back um you know or, or hip stretches or knee braces people need that stuff so yeah. when you move into the things that people need people have no other choice than to buy if you put it in front of them and that's what's most important okay yeah i mean that that truly makes sense because if you're solving a problem and if you solve a problem with a product then that product will always sell so i think i think that 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 relates to solving a problem as well so apart from amazon you also stock trade if i'm correct, correct? yeah on the side yes yeah, nothing the side. Yeah. is there yeah. anything else you do as well because obviously you're already a six figure selling amazon seller and then you're stock trading on the side and yeah well else? i mean in fairness though that you know that bear in mind for me personally i mean it's growing by the day and the numbers are mad but six figure I, you know what? i feel like i should take that out of my instagram bio because yeah, yeah. i know i know why you're saying me, that as well because i first of all, I feel the reason I'm doing this is to, you know, to provide value rather than to provide numbers. Yeah. Yep. And six figures, you know, I could start up another Amazon store today, do six figures. That's fine. And show people that there's six figures there, but there could be four, three, three, four grand profit. You know, profit margins can get really low. Sometimes I avoid low profit margins and low ROI, but that's the case. So, um, but yeah, no, just on that point, but in answer to your question, yeah, I do some stock market trading. Um, that's just a hobby kind of thing. I enjoy doing that. Um, just looking at the charts and, and seeing how things are going, really. Especially now, it's a good time to get into it. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, the volatility, there's money to be made um, and a lot of money to be lost. So, um, so yeah, obviously keep an eye on that one. But um, I do the car rental as well, which is, I'd say, more of an investment rather than a business. Um, I, wish that, I wish that TikTok as well. So I want to know more about that as well. Like, when did, where did, like, where did you come up with that from? Like, obviously, it's out there. People are doing it. But uh, how, how did you, have you started doing it? Yeah, yeah, no, I've been doing it for since May, June, June last year. June wow. last year. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good little business model. It's, it's, you know, when you put it side by side with Amazon FBA, it almost seems pointless, to be totally honest. Um, but it is great because um, basically you're buying an, a, a depreciating, anyway, you're buying a liability. Um, but what, that's what a car is. But at the end of the day, if you can turn that into an investment, it's great. Now, the car, like the little Peugeot 108. So I bought that for £4,000. Is that is what I bought that for, cash. And what I did was started renting it out. It was getting about 120 to £180 a month, which is great ROI in terms of the uh, investment. Then I started getting advertising on the car. So I'd have a company advertise on the car and pay me £150 a month. So I was making £300 a month on, you know, a four grand investment. And that's been, you know, that's been as it is. And that's nearly near enough paid for itself, probably, I imagine. Um, but then the cars only depreciated three, four hundred pounds. So it's you know it's it's been it's it's free cars pretty much. Um, other than that, it's not nothing too much. Do people uh, but actually? It is, it is unbelievable. Yeah, go on, go on. Sorry. So yeah, so other than that, it's not it's not um, 
it's very tough to scale, very cash intensive. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, it's great. It is, it is really good. It's yeah, good fun. scaling would only come in if if you had like four or five cars at the same time, and then you can probably scale. But obviously, scaling is understandable. But you spoke about you advertise someone else's business, and then when you're renting it out, do people actually mm-hmm. r- r- like rent the car and drive it with the advertisings on? Like, do, are they fine with it? People actually rent because I'm curious to know because. I would say yeah, like, so if I, if I want to rent out a car, I'm going to rent out a car which has no advertising. It looks nice or anything like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I totally get what you mean. That was, that's why one, you charge for the advertising and two, got to work out whether it's worth it as well. So for me, my goal with that. So if you can get 10% every year on a four year, so 10% on your money on a four year investment, you're doing all right. That's just good. That is good money. Okay. That's yeah. what investors invest on a daily basis. Right. So four grand, um, let's say it's over 36 months. I don't even know how much that is, or 46 months. That's like, oh god, I don't even know. I haven't got a calculator. Let's just let's just say, for example, 80 pound a month, right? Yeah. And that's it's not much because it's only a cheap car. If you got a higher purchase, that's what it will cost you. So 80 pound a month was looking at my break even, right? Because four years, then the car's probably going to die out, and they still a pretty fairly new car at the moment. So, um, so that's how I worked it out. And then I think actually, if the monthly payment I charge myself, and that's how much it will cost me on a higher purchase, is 80 pounds, and I'm getting 150 from the advertising that's guaranteed for me that's more important mm-hmm. than maybe getting 180 from the rentals because it's just guaranteed cash flow you know which is great it's paying for the car so that's me first that's me being safe with the investment and then what i did with the rentals is i cut them in half so the price i just halved them so then people were getting the cheapest car rental on the market people were renting out i think i was only getting about 10 pound a day for the car but when that's renting out for 15 days that's 150 pound but it's half the price anyway you know, it rents out more when it's got when it's cheaper, and also you know it's still got the advertising on it. But if they moan, you know, it's a ten pound ten pound a day car. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I so mean it balances that, itself out. There's a good medium. Yeah, I mean that really really makes sense because I always thought like no one's gonna drive it with the advertising on, but then at the same time you're getting fixed pay from the I mean advertising company. So that all makes sense now. It all sums up. It's just that I, I guess most people never take the risk to do it. They just want to question in their mind, make up all the things which are, which make it impossible to start with and then they never start. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's one of the main things. But also, I want to go back to the university question because I'm a university student and I've asked nearly all the people who have been on this podcast, what's your opinion on university? Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, 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 I rate it, to be honest with you. You know, if you're going into something where it could be, it could either be an amazing thing or the worst thing possible for you. So if you're, if you've got something in mind that you want to do and you're drilling towards it, right. And you've done your GCSEs and your A-levels towards that, for example, being a doctor, lawyer, all these things that need that, of course, go for it. People, and no offense if you're watching this, but if you're doing business management and stuff like that, at uni, it completely counteracts itself. You know, you will never ever, you can read all the books in the world, you can study it for 60 years. If you're not out there busting your ass and actually, you know, running that business, you're never going to learn. You're never going to know how to run a business. You may get a, you know, become a manager at Tesco or in retail or something like that because that's the qualification you've got. Other than that, yeah, no. So, so if you're going, if it's so planned direct, absolutely, you know, if it's, you know, you, you want to be a doctor and you're studying that uni then it's fine but if you're not and it's you don't know what to do and you end up going to uni because you don't know what to do it's the biggest mistake you can make i think yeah i mean i would 100 or thousand percent agree with each and every word because i also believe like 
I, I, even though I'm doing one of those core degrees like computer science where you require a degree, I don't think you really need to go uni for computer science. Obviously, for the, if you want to become a computer scientist, then yep, you should go. But then if you just want to learn coding, I mean, there are so many courses online. You can learn coding by yourself. And 80% of my whole course is based on coding. And there's mm-hmm. literally, I don't understand the reason for me doing uni. But I, I always brag about it and I don't want to start again about speaking about you. But, but it gives you the credentials though. So that's, so that's also fine. Yeah. So that, because if you are going to go for that high I'm, paying job, yeah, if you go for that high paying job, you've got that behind you for sure. But, yeah. you know, people who want to go into business, who study business management, that's where you're kind of like, you don't need a business management degree to go into business, you know, yeah. you need some hard work and some, you know, risk. No, like in business management, obviously they wouldn't learn how to manage a business or even if they learn how to manage a business, the real life experience can never ever match the theoretical part of manage, managing a business because it's completely like it's two two sides of the whole world so it just doesn't make sense mm. <laughs> but also talking about like uh, business motivation hard work and everything who do you look look up for mentorship or advice is it like someone you know personally or for me it's like Gary Vee even though I haven't met him personally yeah yeah so one my dad he was very successful um, as a youngster Okay. Um, growing up, he's just been, you know, he's a role model. Um, he's been the biggest supporter for me because, you know, he's done well for himself, but the way he's treated me is if is the way he was treated. Essentially, he grew up with nothing, um, you know, and basically, you know, hit from a young age and started getting it going, you know. And he's taught me to do the same thing, you know, from a young age. You know, I was six years old. If I wanted five pounds, I'd have to clean every window in the house and do the whole place, you know. So. It's been, drilled, it's been drilled into me from a young age. I'm very, very fortunate for that as well um, because, you know, it's one thing being given money here and there and it's all nice, but to have that knowledge given to you um, and, and provided. Obviously, anyone can be given the knowledge, you know. The knowledge is out there to be taken. So it's obviously yeah. how you receive it as well. But yeah, for sure, my dad is my, my biggest inspiration, for sure. Yeah. And my and biggest also, competition as well. <laughs> biggest competition, I, I like that. And um, like, yep, yeah, so knowledge itself because some people would just, get money but then obviously when you don't have the right knowledge money is nothing so any knowledge is like one of the main things so i keep talking about knowledge in this podcast because knowledge is everything if you don't have the knowledge even handling 10 pounds you won't be able to so forget about thousands or hundreds of thousands it wouldn't make sense how many hours do you work in a week because obviously you most most of your time is gone into mentoring others and everything like that but if we could just break yeah (laughs) so lately it's gotten a bit busy to be fair I've, I've taken a lot, on a lot of work, but the reason for that is because I'm trying to buy a house. So, I've, you know, just got to step out of that next level again. Um, well, because I want to I do that house before, before January. Yeah, but I want to do it before my 20th, so that's it's going to be some craft. Um, so, yeah, so I wake up on a Monday morning, have a little dance around because Mondays are my favourite days, for sure. Um, I organise my client meetings throughout the week, so I've got them all calendared in a week, two weeks before. Make sure I look at them, what time I've got to do them. Um, sit down, look at my stock levels, see what I need to buy, see what I need to get rid of, lower the price of, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and just plan out my week from there, really. I mean, I've never got, no, no two days are the same, ever, not once. You know, I'm always doing, doing something different, you know. It's, it's um, not very, it, I'm structured in, in a way that I know what I'm doing, but I'm not structured in a way that, that it's the same thing every day, you know. It's not like a job. It's, it's you know, things pop up and I'm like, oh, got to do that, got to do that, got to do that, got to do that. It's just so much to manage, you know, three different businesses and, you know, all that kind of thing, stock levels and cars and, and yeah, clients, it's, it's busy. Really I mean, busy, that's, but. that's, that's what an entrepreneurial life would be, I guess. Like every day is in the same, everything. Yeah. 
one day you might have this one day you might have everything going down and then next day you're doing amazing it's just yeah so it makes sense but um thank you for answering so many valuable questions because what you have given here the information if anyone has like question anyone had question about amazon affair i think they would be all cleared out by now so what i'm going to do is now i'm going to jump onto a would you rather because the reason why i enjoy would you rather is because everyone gives a different answer throughout this whole like i would only i only have had three guests but the answers are always interesting so i would love to know what you answer so we're going to start with the would you rather now so would you rather be a millionaire and miserable or poor and happy <laughs> this first question is always the most challenging uh, i'd rather be, uh, uh, you know I'd, I'd rather be a millionaire and miserable because the way you feel is just your mindset you know i felt miserable last week when maybe i lost some money in the stock market next day i've got a couple of clients and i was very excited so it's just a state of mind it can always be changed yeah. so yeah millionaire and miserable I mean, that's a smart answer. one day so <laughs> that's a really smart answer uh would you give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life ah um probably give up social media oh i don't know Ooh, like, yeah i'll say give up social media yeah yeah my food's very important to me yeah okay i mean the few of the answers i've got where they would eat the same dinner because everything they're off are based on social media but then mm-hmm. that's not the same case for you so yeah the answer is understandable would you take yeah, can't be too dependent yeah <laughs> would you rather take a guaranteed 100,000 pounds or 50/50 chance for a 1 million pound this is like a trading answer i would say I definitely take a guarantee 500,000 pounds. 100,000 pounds but yeah. I mean Oh, I I was 100 or or a million. Yeah, 100 or a million. Oh, I take a million any day. Sorry, I said 40 said 500 or a million. Yeah, no, a million definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have a life partner that is an that is also an entrepreneur or someone with a corporate job? An entrepreneur. An entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. For I mean Yeah, three or four people have said the same answer. I mean, I I personally wouldn't mind any. It just I get it like the, with the mindset is going to be similar, but yeah, that's a wise answer. Would you rather have more money or more time? Now, more time. More time. Yeah. Sure. But then I I I always debate with this answer because most people choose more time, but then at the same time like do you want to live for like forever? because that's boring like i just want to live until like 80 and then i'm fulfilled and then it's finished like i don't know that's that's a weird a weird debate i'm yeah it's tough on that it's a very tough one i probably <laughs> want to live forever to be honest with you it'd be good fun no oh, wow. okay would you rather have no friends but be rich or have a lot of friends and be poor i'm the first one anyway so now i'm just playing i'm playing no um <laughs> I think I think that's how it works. Anyway, if you're rich, you don't really if get many rich, friends because friends, yeah. you, you know people resent it anyway. So, yeah, I'd rather be rich with no friends to be honest with you, but there'd be a reason for that, you know. True answer. Now we're going to move on to the rapid fire round. So, I you probably done college. So, the first one is sixth form or college? College. Best book you have ever read? Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T.R. Becker. I, I I read that. I think the thing i'm going to speak a little bit more about that book but i think that book beats rich dad poor dad but the re- it's not hyped that much i don't know why no. it's like the mindset and like you know the i think there are 17 uh things between the rich and the poor because i read the book twice and both times i've read that book it's blown my mind away i never talk about that book because it's so underrated and um if i speak about that book 
some people might be like oh this guy is this and that and that but yeah i think people listening to that you should read that book because it's literally so amazing i've read it twice and it's every time i read it there's always something new um at what age did you do you want to retire at what age yep I'd like to temporarily retire when I'm 30, just temporarily for a few years, um, mm, 10, 15 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, no, because I, I don't. I think when you when you what you do is what you enjoy. Money making is a hobby for me. You know, it's, it's what I enjoy. So it's not, you know, when you don't make something your job, it's it's not particularly having to retire. It's just again another thing you do in your daily daily life to make you happier. You know. Yeah, and I mean, when you're doing something which makes you happy, you you feel retired. You don't feel like you're yeah, actually absolutely. working. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah makes, exactly. Makes sense. Are you an early bird or a night owl? A night owl. Yeah. How many Absolutely. hours do you sleep? Um, about seven. So not bad at all, yeah. really. The per the person you admire the most? My dad, probably. Yeah, I knew the answer. Absolutely. Uh, what do you do in your free time? Um, I probably play too much Xbox to be honest with you. I've got to be honest, yeah. You're an Xbox player? I think you should move to PlayStation because... Yeah. Maybe I'll play a bit less then. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Um, what are you reading or listening to if you're listening to audiobook right now? Uh, reading. I'm not reading anything at the moment, actually. Thanks for pulling me up on that. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I mean, it's sort of out. People, people think... Um, I'll just be... This is a real honest answer. People think if you're rich or if you're successful you have to read every single day but that isn't the case like that's not true if you if, when you go watch motivational videos and everything they say you should mm-hmm. read every single day but that's just not real life they they do they say that no. because you should do that but in real life this is how life is itself and i will be yeah, honest exactly. as well at the moment i'm not reading anything i just listen to gary v's audio i'm in podcast and everything so yeah um yeah, sure best thing about social media Uh, I'd say probably, probably the reach, probably the, you know, the, the, the potential growth, put yourself out there. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's massive, massive. And so for growth of businesses for sure. Yeah. Your favorite social media platform? TikTok for sure. Yeah. I mean, people yeah, who are not so. using TikTok right now, as you can see, Jack just started, I think two and a half months ago. That's what he said. And he's, I think over 20K followers now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hit 20K yeah. on Thursday. So yeah. Man. Wow. That- that's that's a huge amount. I mean, pe- that's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Like, people need to get on TikTok. It's just booming right yeah. now. Um, yeah, absolutely. At last, I would just want to ask, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs on how to start? Or any advice for young entrepreneurs? On how to start, just do it. Don't worry about, you know, wasting time and, and, and worrying about things too much. I mean, I... I say that from personal experience because I like jumping in. Um, sometimes not always the best thing for people, but I think, you know, there's so, there's so much you can read and so much you can think, so much you can learn and so much you can speak to people about, but you're never going to get shit done unless you just do it. You're going to make mistakes, but that's just, that's life, you know. If, if you take L's as losses, then you're, you, you're, you're done for. If you take L's as lessons, then you're going to be a winner, you know. I mean, that's already an amazing piece. But this, this podcast had many... Uh, part where I would say you should just re go back. I mean, go back to that part and just listen to that again and again. For example, the part where I was speaking about you should just listen to the motivation part because, as I said, 
motivation is temporary and just yeah this podcast has been something really interesting and i think is definitely one of my top podcasts for value so thank you so much jack for joining and uh, people, no, thank you for having me people who don't know who jack is all his social media links are in the description i will leave them all on the screens right now as well as i said he's on tiktok and i think if you don't follow him anywhere just go follow me follow him on tiktok because he does provide so much value for free and that's one Thanks, of the reasons why i decided to follow him a month ago and the reason why i wanted to get him on this on this podcast as well so i'm lucky to have him on this podcast and yeah so once again thank you so much and uh, i will leave, um, i, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast as well all of you and um yeah take care keep hustling people and peace <laughs>